This week, you want some advice? Take your fancy clothes and your black silk underwear and go back to Double Impact. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm twin brother of John Rooney. Ooh. Chad Rooney? Alex Rooney, you oh, turkey. Oh, you you got me. By his slicked back hair. And my unlit cigar. Yeah. <laughs> Just rolling it around in your mouth. Oh, yeah. He loves it. Uh, and this week, if you haven't figured it out already, with all of our context clues, <laughs> we're discussing the 1990s Van Damme classic, Double Impact. Fuck yeah. Yeah, double the Van Damme, double the Van Damage. <laughs> nice. Yeah, thank you. I think I that was like one that. of the taglines. Yeah, directed by Sheldon Ledich, who uh, wrote the screenplay for uh, Body Counts and Beer past episode Rambo 3. Oh, good work. Yes, this guy loves fucking blowing shit up. Yeah. And creepy, creepy dudes being creepy, creepy to to people. Yeah. Well, how much of that is the uh, state hand, the influence of the maestro himself, Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme? Correct. Who gets both a screenwriting screenwriting credit and a producer credit. And fight choreographer. And screen story credit. Yeah. And screen crating credit. Hey guys, what if there was like two of me? <laughs> Van Damme, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. If I get credited for both Alex and Chad, do I get two paychecks? Uh, I'm excuse like, me, I'm the president of the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> and oh. yes, you do. Thank you. Right. I was getting worried with your reticence to answer my question. <laughs> I didn't have any reticence. That was Mr. Hollywood. I pushed him out of the way and came in with a clearly completely different voice. Because <laughs> we all know the Screen Actors Guild will save you. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we're discussing uh, Double Impact. Uh, you know impacts. They're those things that hit what hit you. And this one's got at least two of them. At least. Uh, so Double Impact begins, like all movies do, with a New Orleans jazz band funeral running through Hong Kong, I think? Is that what was happening? Uh, they had some very, what I'm going to say is probably racist Chinese dragon floats at some point. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the big parade for the opening of the tunnel. That's right, yeah, the, uh, the Hong Kong version of the channel yeah. uh, connecting <laughs> Hong Kong to mainland China, uh, built by a savior of white men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this was before the handoff, so Hong Kong was still under the jurisdiction of kind of British rule? Yeah, there's a bunch of British flags Tons, around. Yeah. yeah. And then this was supposed to have taken place like 25 years earlier, so like Correct. the 70s or something? Not, yeah, like 1965. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, the movie begins with like a weird, like uh, mini parade that is sparsely attended, uh, and we basically find out that uh, this guy Griffith and this other guy uh, 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 Wagner, Wagner, who they've built this giant underground channel from um, Hong Kong to mainland China. And it's a big celebration for that. Then they go home and they're driving their fancy cars and their fancy rich people CB radios. Yeah. 
with fancy rich people handles like uh, good buddy. Yeah, yeah, they don't actually have they CB don't have handles. handles. They, they, they don't kind of bothered me, yeah. right? Because I wanted them to be like. Gray poop on the gold brick. This is gray poop on the gold brick. I mean, wh- I especially because later on there's going to be a boat called the Golden Glory, and that yes. would have been a perfect right. handle for your right. CB radio. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. And I, you had two guys with CB radios, and nobody fed a cheeseburger to a dog. I thought that was a rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. Smokey and the Bandit fans chuckled. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Smokey and the Bandit two fans chuckled. <laughs> My my the most experience I've had with CV radios in pop culture is writing with death. <laughs> writing with death. What's that? Uh, it was originally <laughs> going to be a pilot for a TV series with Ben Murphy. Wait, wait, wait. is this like the Driver's Ed film? Where they... No, oh, okay. no. This was. It, you'll know it from uh, Mystery Science Theater. Uh, this was the Mike years. Okay. Uh, and so Ben Murphy is a spy who gets to turn invisible with his wristwatch because of a nuclear accident. So, of course, he drives a truck with, like, a scientist in the back. Okay. Reasonable. <laughs> a scientist, like, that they're of their own volition or that he's kidnapped and pressed into involuntary indentured service? I know that he has to fill out a lot of patent papers. <laughs> This sounds action-packed. Right? Well, and then halfway through, they resolve that plot, and it becomes an undercover sting at a NASCAR race. Ooh, oh, I bet it does. Nice. Okay, all right. right. Yeah. yeah, much like Mitchell, the classic <laughs> Joel course. episode, yeah. uh, this was a TV pilot that did not get picked up and was just released as a feature. Oof. Interesting. All Oof. right. All of my CB radio experience comes from the C.W. Bacall song, Convoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a great big convoy. Yeah. Rocking through the night. Nothing wrong with that. You got Smokey and the Bandit and you got Over the Top. That's everything I know about CB use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't over forget the top. Over the Top. Uh, how could I forget Over the Top? <laughs> yeah. It's the movie where Sylvester Stallone arm wrestles for his child's love. Yeah, he does. So anyways, Double Impact is the movie we're talking about. <laughs> it so is. CBs don't play much of a role. I don't know why we've spent so much time discussing them. Well, they're a big uh, part of the beginning. <laughs> that's true. So, like, the rich people are talking back and forth. There's this guy, Frank. He's sort of like their bodyguard. He's wearing a real bad toupee because uh, apparently he's Elton John in the mid-90s. And there, he's basically like, I'm giving you the night off. And he's like, all right, I gave you a present. It's a box with my initials on it. Bah! And then he drives away. And then, Good scene. Yeah, solid stuff. And then yeah. a bunch of triads show up and a, a miniature car chase breaks out. Um, it's not so much a car chase as like that feeling you get when you get off the off ramp and the car behind you does. And for a split second, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Oh, no, we're oh, both no. going to Cracker Barrel. Oh, this is awkward now. <laughs> They're going to get the last catfish. <laughs> so uh, they follow them back to this mansion where I don't know if it's their, I assume I'm their house. I'm assuming it's their house, yeah. Uh, and then a massive gunfight ensues. Uh, yeah. Frank is speeding on his way there. He uh, breaks the cardinal bodyguard rule uh, by allowing both of his clients to get shot in the face. Uh, yeah. Well... 
First of all, Mr. Wagner gets shot about as many times as uh, Murphy does at the beginning of RoboCop, by which I mean all the times. <laughs> that guy soaks a lot of bullets. Yeah, he has at least 15 squibs on his body. Yeah. That guy left that day of shooting with so many bruises mm-hmm. uh, and probably a bladder spasm. And they are not going to get the deposit back on that tuxedo mm-hmm. rental. No way. Uh, his wife, uh, who is shot in the shoulder... Uh, and, and then the shot face, the face with a shotgun. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the back of their car, two twin babies crying for their lives, being held by their nanny. Uh, Frank finally shows up and fights off as many of the thugs he can. One of them, uh, the giant one, uh, he's played by Bolo Young of Bloodsport fame. Uh, he gets shot in the face with, like, in the cheek with a bullet that's like glass and bullet. So he gets this gnarly face wound. He gets to shoot Frank a little bit, but Frank escapes with one of the babies because the nanny just abandoned one of the babies. Yeah, and Frank yeah. was like, "Take the babies," and she only took one of them. Yeah, the, she's the, she's been watching both those babies. Yeah, and she do you think she thought? Do you think maybe she thought there was only one baby the whole time, and they just moved really fast? Yeah, yeah. like the Olsen yeah, twins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, anyways, cut to twenty-five. Oh, well, you we see the baby. One of the baby with the nanny gets taken to a French. Orphanage. orphanage in Hong Kong. Yeah. And then the other one goes with Frank back to somewhere, uh, presumably. They take a ferry back to Hollywood. Correct. That's yes, right. They do take a ferry. And back 25 to years later. The ferry arrives in Hollywood. <laughs> yes, that's right. And as soon as they step off, they step out into uh, Frank's apparently long dormant. Uh, aerobics slash karate studio. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got the space for both. You're just leaving money on the table if you're not doing, you both. know, a yoga class and a martial arts. Yeah, so this yeah. is where we meet our first Van Damme, Chad Wagner. Uh, he is in the... Well, to be fair, you first meet the butt of one of his students. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And thanks for that. <laughs> Wearing the <laughs> most 80s of Lycra. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he is giving her some sort of very sexual massage in it's front of all of the other students. It seemed it's like stretching. he was, yeah, he was teaching stretching. her how to do a stretch. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's an awful lot of rubbing, and that's I yeah. think why I got confused. He's, he's oh, yeah. partner stretching. I can attest that there's a way to do that that's like a third as skeezy. Yeah, <laughs> they're also both there. moaning audibly. Yeah. yeah, here's the thing you gotta understand is this is a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie in the early 90s. There's not a single character who is not horned up. Yeah. So no. True. The so, only person who is questionably not horny is Uncle Frank. Yes. And that's and just it, questionable. It seems like Uncle Frank is uh, just like disinterested in pleasures of the flesh. He appears to only be interested in that sweet, sweet tunnel money. Not only that, oh, uh, but making sick explosion noises when he makes pretend to press his big explosion buttons. I mean, don't we all? That's true. True enough. So uh, we meet Chad Wagner, a now 25-year-old Jean-Claude Van Damme, in his just Van Damme peak. Mm. Just gorgeous, beautiful. He's wearing this very, very tight, like, spandex like powdered blue onesie. Yeah. He's in a unitard. Yeah, and he's... Uh, the first pants. thing he does is kick in the air and do some splits. Yeah, yes. he does. Yeah, he explains to his female students uh, that because of his uh, thick legs and karate, he's able to do the splits. No problem. Yeah, and then he promptly does. And then promptly, like, split humps at them. Yeah, I mean, he here's the thing. Dude, if I could do the splits... All over town. I would never stop. All over town. Yeah. I would take two seats on the L just to do the splits. <laughs> 
across the aisle. Patrick, you have very short legs. I know. There's no way I could do it. But if I could, I would, friends. Just people entering just like, God, I mean, on the one hand, you're definitely man-spreading. But on the other hand, like, you put the effort into right? it. Well right? done, sir. So, uh, Thick Leg Chad uh, is interrupted by Uncle Frank. Now, no more toupee. Embrace the baldness. Uh, still got the sweet porno stash, though. I yeah. appreciated that. He uh, is like a short, shitty man's uh, major dad. He really yeah. is the shitty version of Gerald McCraney. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. Mr. Delta Burke. Right. I don't, he reminds me a lot of, like, if you took John Locke from Lost and left him in the microwave too long. <laughs> <laughs> like the clay face version of Locke. Like, you're supposed to wrap the burrito in a wet paper towel, but who's got time, so you just throw it in as right. it is. Someone threw Terry O'Quinn yeah. <laughs> into, like, a toaster oven for too long. And he shrunk down until his mustache was his whole lip. <laughs> he's, he's a Terry O'Quinn, sh- O'Quinn shrinky dink. Yeah, We exactly. did it, guys. Yeah, we got there eventually. So, the Terry O'Quinn shrinky Anyway, uh, let me go ahead and just explain the last episode of Lost and why it's actually great. So the no, first thing you got to understand. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. John, I don't want you to. John, I would rather I would rather you spend the next hour discussing the difference between uh, the AV cables that are red, yellow, and white, and the ones that have the green one. Oh, I can do. So that's a YPBPR. Now, I know what you're saying. Oh, you mean component cables? Yes, but component's not actually a standard. So you're actually going to get several different types of component cables that have different sinks on them. You're going to want to get the green ones because that's got the sink on green, and that's going to give you the clearest picture. Let me break this down for you a little bit more. You guys hear scuzzy ports on your old computers? Hey, Patrick, how you doing, buddy? I was actually learning about which part the green cable went into. <laughs> guys, I, I think it goes in the <clears throat> scuzzy port? <laughs> yeah, that's where I started to get a little scared about where this was going to go. Sure. Yeah. It started turning into a Red Shoe Diaries episode, and I didn't like <laughs> I it. I feel like we're about to get into AV porn. I yeah. believe that I was given the opportunity to talk about this for one American hour. <laughs> American hour. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but under the new standard of measurement in the Trump presidency, oh, no. one American hour is now 12 seconds. So anyways, Thick Leg Chad goes down to take over the karate class where a ponytailed Englishman... I think he's supposed to be an Australian. Okay, so... In any case, he's been talking shit and he gets kicked in the face. Well, he kicked another dude in the face. Yeah. And he's really proud of his kicks. And Van Damme, Chad is like, well, let me see your special kick. And he does. And then Van Damme just kicks him clear across the room because, oh yeah... Fuck that guy. Right. <laughs> Australians is, are the worst. I mean, yeah, they kind of are. Yeah, no, the only good one was Paul Hogan. Wow. Australians are just shittier New Zealanders, if we're being honest. Sure, and True. they're all shittier Englishmen. Who, frankly, are all shitty Americans, am I right? right? Yeah. Up top, let's get that sound. Although, yeah. I'm going to say, I know who I want to get drunk with. I don't know the answer to that, actually. Is it New Zealanders? I thought it was everyone. We're all going to get together and have like a cool party. Oh, oh that's, that's a nice job. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I hope there's like cake. No. Oh. Absolutely not. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Do it with pie and that is it. <laughs> yeah. 
American apple pie, you turkeys. Yeah, unfortunately, under the Trump presidency, the standard measurement of apple in a pie is crab apple. Oh, no! Ooh. Oh, man, that's a whole different pie. I really should have read my Patriot Act. Yeah. Right? We well, gave the president a lot of unchecked powers. Sure. And we were like, that's ah, never going to come back to bite us. It's and not like we're going to elect a man-man. True. <laughs> However, I will say, under the Trump presidency, the Patriot Act is now called the Dos Vidania Act. Oh, no! So, yeah, that was a little rough. Uh, anyways, ooh, politics, gross. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so Chad... Sorry, just the safest possible politics talk yeah, right. <laughs> Trump bad. Everything else good. Oh, Here's dude, the thing. My MSNBC ratings. I am still holding out hope that he is going to address the nation, take off his rubber mask, and have been Andy Kaufman the whole time. <laughs> Man, that would be amazing. Right? Holy shit. It would almost be worth it. Right? Yes, almost. <laughs> I'll take it, though, because if Andy Kaufman's back and he lets us know, then he's going to do Mighty Mouse again, and this whole thing will be worth it. <laughs> that is true. Like, the reveal will be, like, almost worth it, but when he does Mighty Mouse again, like, golden. Unfortunately, our luck, he'll take off the mask to reveal Andy Kaufman, and then he'll take off the mask to reveal Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman. <laughs> and then he'll put on the Tony Clifton mustache, and then it's just all over. Yeah, and then uh, basically it's just Trump again. <laughs> After Chad takes over the karate class for a swift kick, he is told basically to cancel everything by Uncle Frank to come up so Uncle Frank can explain his lineage. Yeah. Basically, he's had a, a private eye of some kind discover that he has Chad brother. Is Chad's twin brother uh, is in no, Hong Kong. He's got Kong. one of them Chad brothers. Yeah, he's dangling. Ah! Oh! So, anyways, he he, uh, he explains that you know you have a twin brother. He is out in Hong Kong, and he explains their birthright. Their father was murdered by triads, and this guy Raymond Zhang, and this guy Griffith, and we're gonna go over there, and I guess just punch them to death until they give them the they, deed to the bridge back. Yeah, they are a hundred percent going over there to take ownership of the tunnel, which seems like pretty low down the list of priorities. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, man, there was like a good afternoon where I took the LaSalle Street Bridge. Sure, I don't quite see how that's relevant to this conversation. Just go take stuff. It's fine. I don't oh, see, like, you're like, I'm sorry. oh, when you said you, you took, you you actually, took ownership of yeah, the bridge. understood. Okay, I got it. You put the Bromley family flag into the concrete. That's right. The coat of arms. I was charging tolls until at least 430. Patrick, what is what is? Then that? I had to go get an Italian beef, and somebody else took it over. <laughs> really should have left somebody there to defend it. That's true. Uh, bridge ownership is a lot like parking spaces in Manhattan. As soon as you leave, it's done. Exactly. You're giving it up. Right. They're going over to Hong Kong to throw dibs on a tunnel. <laughs> but that tunnel has been open for 25 years. Yeah, but that tunnel hasn't had lawn chairs with their names on it stacked at the end of it, waiting <laughs> so, for someone to cough up some tolls. So they're just gonna squat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a tunnel. It is. It is a Van Damme movie. Squatting plays a very large role. This is exactly the case. So uh, Chad and Uncle Frank uh, fly on Philippines Air to Hong Kong, uh, and when they arrive, they go to <laughs> they uh, fly Philippines Air to Hong Kong, <laughs> yeah. LA to Hong Kong. Thanks to the Philippines. Uh, then they stop at this. He's like, we got to go to a place first. Chad, you can tell he's like the cool, sensitive Van Damme because he wears short, uh, hot pink short shorts mm-hmm. and a uh, a blue, like, tight polo shirt. Yeah. 
Yeah. And when they get to this... Yeah, he's, he's Mr. Hollywood. Yeah, and then they get to... Uh, they get to this Mahjong bar somewhere in yeah. Hong Kong. And while he's there... Uh, the guy at the front desk recognizes him. He's like, hey, boss, I got your hot tea just the way you like it. And Uncle Frank is playing coy. He's just like, bah, 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 bah. and then some guy gets really angry and he thinks he's going to start a fight, but instead he just slams cash money into his hand. And then yells at him a bunch and leaves. And then we get the, one of the greatest Van Damme line deliveries of all time where <laughs> Uncle Frank is, hey, what did that guy give you? Cash money, I love Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> All one word. Oh. Yeah, well, you gotta remember, this movie was made before we invented punctuation. Yes, Correct, true, I forgot. True. Also, I'm pretty sure 90% of Van Damme's lines, of both the Van Damme's lines, were dubbed in later <laughs> in post. <laughs> Uh, so then uh, a, a, a ravishing young blonde woman appears wearing this really nice red dress and she recognizes him too and she immediately is just like come to the back room with me and just like is it's, jamming her hand right, on his she's pants. going right for the handy and yeah. he's like having it and he then unfortunately well and that's she's like he's like keep going she's like why do you have a surprise for me and he goes a oh, yeah. huge surprise <laughs> yeah just yeah. really overselling the size of his Van Dick. Yeah, uh, sure. Which is weird because later on he is going to eat frogs specifically because he believes it to enhance the size of his penis. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Well, that's why he's always got it so big. He's constantly taking whatever tips or tricks he finds. So it's like a perpetual motion machine. It, it needs to constantly devour energy exactly. to maintain its yes, mass. That's okay. right. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get a hero in the original Battlefront 2, you sure. have to keep killing people, otherwise right. your health goes down. Exactly. Right, right, okay. So anyways, uh, just before he can get that sweet HJ, he turns around, comes face to face with another Van Damme. Who promptly headbutts him. But not before first Van Damme gives one of the greatest <laughs> double takes right to the that camera of all time. That is an Oscar face He right manages there. to condense a double take into a single take? Sure. And he encompasses, I think, about 90 of the emotions on the emotional scale. Yeah, sure. Like everything from confusion to surprise to a little anger, a little arousal at seeing himself in the flesh. He yeah. feels it all. Yeah, and then he gets headbutted by the slicked back other Van Damme. Yeah. We wake up, the other Van Damme, we find out his name is Alex, and is a sort of local crime smuggler, he's a smuggler. boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, smuggler. Just, he's like a shitty street urchin. Yeah, he's yeah. like a shitty he's like a shitty Aladdin well, or a shitty Han Solo. Yeah. Seems like he's running a halfway decent operation. I mean, to be fair, he is one step ahead of the breadline, one jump ahead of the sword. Yeah. He steals... Only when he can't afford. Yeah, but that's everything. <laughs> yeah. And he mostly seems to smuggle, what, Sony cameras, Mercedes-Benz's, uh, brandy. And cognac. 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 Brand, well, same well, thing. But it's no, specifically, this is specifically cognac. cognac. Yeah. 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 And it's VSOP, so you know it's the good shit. <laughs> yeah, it's very special, <laughs> operational... Porter. Did we have you in Heritage Sites? I know the VS is very special. <laughs> I don't know what the OP is either, and I drink brandy. Uh, isn't that original poster? No. <laughs> you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Is that why I open up my cognac and it always says first? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now Uncle Frank explains to them... 
uh, hey, your parents were killed by this guy, Raymond Zhang, and we're gonna go take your bridge back by any means necessary. <laughs> Fuck yes. And there's two of them, see? So if one of them has to leave to get an Italian beef, somebody's still squatting. <laughs> they got this worked out. I feel here's, like an so, amateur. Uh, here's the thing that we should get out of the way right off the top that annoys me to no end about this movie. You've got two Van Dams. Yeah. That's double the Van Dam. At no point do they do a fun switch em up where they pretend to be the other brother. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess you just yeah. have that in the, the erroneous switch up in the beginning. Yes, there. yeah. For the most part. The people, for the for the next like 30 minutes of the movie, everybody assumes that Chad is Alex. That's true, because they're going to pick him up and beat the crap out of him. Yes. So after after Frank explains to them what's going to go on, they're just like, well, I got to go do a gig first. Yeah, I so was they just... Go out and they go out onto the... I keep, I keep hoping for the course of this plot for them to eventually do some kind of complicated shell game with sure. their identities, and they just never do. Right, they don't. It's a little unfortunate. Yeah. I agree. It's a missed opportunity. We should take the sec- a second to point out that Van Damme, to his credit, does his just his best to play the Boy, two accent, Van Dams yeah. as different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Chad is Van Damme, and Alex is Van Damme doing a bad impersonation of his own shitty accent? Yes! Right. It's a little or, deeper. They're like the first and second clone in multiplicity. No one's the real Michael Keaton. There's just <laughs> butch Michael Keaton and effeminate Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think Frank is the fourth one. Is right, the, yeah. Is the, the one that, he's like, the copy of the copy. The, yeah. the copy of the copy. He's a copy of a copy of Gerald McCraney. Right. God, poor Andy McDowell. She just looks for love in the 90s and constantly gets tricked into sleeping with clones of Michael Keaton. Yeah, Yeah, poor lady. I mean, we all have been there. She gets her own, though, in one of the Magic Mike movies, as I understand it. Yes, she does, actually. Magic Mike Double XL. Solid flick. Yeah, good buddy road movie, as it turns out. Just have a hard time believing that. (laughs) Which one has Donald Glover in it? Uh, Magic Mike Double XL. All right. That's yeah. a good goodness. Yeah, and it's got Michael Strahan as well. Uh, solid flick. Alright. Moving on. So, uh, <laughs> so now the two Van Dams and Uncle Frank get on uh, Alex's boat. They go out into the waters. They're going to go run a smuggle deal. Kind of prove that Frank and Chad are like in on this. So when they get there, uh, they're like, oh, you got this big machine gun. Why? And they're like, in case of this. And then another boat shows up. And this like sort of deal starts to come down, and everything seems to be going okay. There's he's got a big car. They're like BMW, or they're Mercedes cars. They're filled with Marlboro cigarettes, cognac, and a Sony, uh, camera. Sony cameras. Yeah, and you've uh, got to assume pornography. I'm assuming all the Sony camera boxes are filled with pornography. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, all the good stuff. Swank jugs, <laughs> uh, <Buns>. yeah, cheeky, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Club. I don't know any other porn magazines without. That's saying. the thing. Just any single monosyllabic word is probably a porn magazine. At this Ooh, point, in like that. Ooh, uh, haunch. Did you say haunch? <laughs> no, he said hutch. But, okay. but I think okay. haunch is also acceptable. Sure. Like, Whoa. Doing <laughs> leg honk. Ooh, honk is good. Job. <laughs> Home. Zoo. 
<laughs> Ooh, I don't want to read that one. I'm, just, I'm having a hard time realizing that there are still porn magazines. I mean, I'm always surprised when there are still magazines at all. <laughs> Whenever I go to like a 7-Eleven and I notice they still have a periodical section, yeah. it does kind of weird like, me out. Oh, where am I right now? So anyways, uh, just before they can make this deal go by, the Hong Kong... Uh, uh, Maritime police. Maritime police show up. Uh, as they voiced. say they're the Hong Kong Marine Police. But it's like a weird guy from like Brooklyn or something yeah. like that doing the voice. He's like, yeah, come on down to the uh, the Brooklyn, the, the, the Hong Kong Maritime Police. Yeah. yeah, they just broke up the Rumble in the Bronx and now they're on their Marine Patrol. <laughs> Uh, maybe don't do that, all right? <laughs> what's What's weird is that they are, uh, I, I don't know how to, clicks? Is that a thing? They're very far away from where this deal is going down. And they make Ooh, their I think pre- it's knots. They make their presence known almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, knots are what you use to tie your shoe, you dum-dum. You're right, I'm no. sorry. It's leagues? God damn it. That's only when you're it's going under wrong. the sea. I appreciate oh. that you're at least in the sea. <laughs> Johnny Clicks over here. <laughs> those are just kilometers. <coughs> and you yes, don't use those at sea. It's oh, your well, pal, Johnny Clicks. Nautical miles? Nautical miles. Oh, I got it right. Yeah, you're out of, right. Somehow out of sight. Knots is how fast you're going. So you're going how... So if you're going 45 knots, you're, you're going, going... some number of nautical miles per something. So it doesn't even correspond to the actual number of miles? I don't actually know. This is horse shit. Boats... <laughs> You're on notice. I also have no idea what a nautical mile is or how it relates to a regular one. It's probably like how a ton and a metric ton are different. (laughs) So let me get this straight. If I would walk 500 miles, what does that translate to into knots and... Knots is a speed. <laughs> it only matters about how fast you're knotting. But it is about I, I 740 kilometers. And, yeah. Five to be clicks. Clicks. That's right. Yeah, I, I wasn't saying... Johnny Rainbow Six. I wasn't saying knots. Like, knots. I was shortening nautical miles to knots. Yeah. Knots as the league of measurement is just uh, lining You said up. they weren't leagues. Okay, I'm saying so that's just lengths of Don Knots. I was about to say, when I say knots, I'm definitely talking about how many Don Knots <laughs> Yeah, exactly. To get there. Right. Did you know if you stacked up all the Don Knotts in the world, it would reach one Don Knotts of the way to the moon? Exactly. Exactly. I always loved in like old like news stories that they'd be like, they'd be like, if you stacked every can of Campbell's chicken soup, <laughs> it would go to the moon and back. I'm trying to remember in the early 2000s when they sent that probe to Mars and they got the measurements wrong, so it didn't work. They were supposed to be using Don Knotts, but they accidentally were using Don Rickles. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a problem. Those are very different. Yeah, that conversion does not no. equal They out. do not, no. Yeah. Yeah. We were... <laughs> you, get a, you get into the danger field paradise. Yeah. <laughs> right. We were only 95 Rickles away. <laughs> Didn't see right. <laughs> because a Rickle is not just the body length of a Don Rickles. It's no, also it's a how loud he yells in distance <laughs> that you can hear. Exactly, right. yeah. Uh, speaking of Dangerfield, I just want to point, say this real quick. I, for whatever reason, because I hate myself or whatever, we watched Ladybugs the other day. Okay. Jesus Christ! Oh, the soccer movie. 
Uh, sure. Mark, <laughs> are you okay? You're Do right. you need to, like, talk about something that's going on in your life? <laughs> no, uh, I think the reason why is because, uh, how did this get made? I did an episode on Ladybugs, and my sister had gotten, in, at the same time, a gift card for Google Play. And, so and didn't know like, what to spend yeah, it on. Ladybugs. So we spent $3 to rent Ladybugs. Nice. That I movie, mean, that movie has no intended audience <laughs> besides Rodney Dangerfield's wallet. <laughs> it's rough. So anyways, moving on. Uh, Alex uh, sees the Hong Kong Maritime Police coming. He's upset. He starts punching up these guys that are trying to like buy things. I swear to God, every time you say Hong Kong, I think you're about to say Hong Kong Kung Fu. <laughs> no, I'm not a monster, John. Yeah. Now, quick, let me tell you how whites are the best. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, whoa, this escalated. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, we're obviously the fucking worst. <laughs> like, clearly. Uh, so anyways, uh, Alex starts beating guys up. Then he goes and takes the boat over. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Frank is just machine gunning dudes yeah, left and right. Yeah, he's just machine gunning people. Yeah, he's gotten too old for this shit. That's right. <laughs> well, he was in... Nam. Here's the thing. He says that he got back from his tour in Nam as if it's... One. As if it's like a euphemism for something? Well, he's probably technically in Cambodia. We did do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right, but he can't admit it. Right. Uh, his passport yeah. stamp. Yeah, no, he's about to say Cambodia. He's like, nom. <laughs> That's why that reading is You so know, awful. when we carpet bombed. <laughs> nom. Yeah. I mean, they did that. You know, to get rid of the, the rouge and... Uh, no. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> so, like in that famous Hollywood movie, The Killing Fields, about no. All right, guys, let's stop talking about wartime atrocities. Good, because I have used up all of my Cambodia references. Yeah, they get pretty awful after this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. See, he doesn't even have a pull pot to piss in. Am I right? Oh, oh, okay. This guy. So, anyways. Uh, Guys, sorry. I just got back from my holiday in Cambodia. Can you go on those? Well, life is tough there. But that's life. Uh, don't forget to bring a wife. This is a song that I can't remember any of the lyrics to. <laughs> uh, bad brains? Social distortion? You're having a stroke. <laughs> it's a punk band, right? Well, it's it's definitely a punk band, but it's like a like a late eighties punk band. Bad Brains. Sure. Social Distortion. No, Bad Brains is the MST3K That's production. That's Best company. Brains. Those are the Best Brains. You're right. All right. Anyways, Alex takes control of the boat. Chad, now it's time for Chad's time to shine. So they can't get away from the maritime police. Their boat's too slow. So he takes a sledgehammer and starts knocking bricks out of the way of these Mercedes and lets them loose into the harbor. Well, that's not good enough for Uncle Frank. No, no, no. no. Uncle Frank then decides to stop machine gunning humans and starts machine gunning Mercedeses. Which explodes the Mercedes in the water. And they continue to be aflame despite being surrounded by water. And, and rapidly I, sinking. They also don't sink. No, they don't. They just flip there. Which led me to believe that the police car was going to jump the flaming Mercedes, and it didn't, and I will never forgive this movie. It's the Hong Kong Maritime Police, not the Fonz. (laughs) (laughs) So they head back to Alex's hideout uh, in the back room of his mahjong parlor, and they're like, okay, see, we proved ourselves. Everything's fine. So Chad's like, fine, I'm going to go just take a walk and take in the sights of Hong Kong. And while he's out there, he gets kidnapped by a bunch of goons and taken to an off-site 
uh, 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 I, uh, like a looked quarry? Like a, yeah, it was either a quarry or a storage container graveyard. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> Somewhere. And along the way, he is talked to by Raymond Zhang, who is the triad bankroller who gave the money to build the Hong Kong Channel. Uh, and he basically is like, Alex, I know it's you because you look like you. <laughs> you should join my criminal operation. Oh, do you like this box I have that has your father's initials? You don't know your father's initials, <laughs> but you look to be, seem to be recognizing yeah. that. Yeah, here's the thing. So Alex, Frankie, and Chad all seem to have the force. Because they Correct. seem to be able to telepathically know where each other are and what they're thinking and feeling about. Right. As does uh, Alex's girlfriend, Danielle. Sure. She who we also, have not been introduced to yet. We have been introduced to her. She was the lady who tried to give him the HJ. Yeah, the we bar. met her. And she's been uh, sneaking into the filing cabinet room at her place because she works for Griffith. Yes, and she's been systematically being sexually assaulted by the security officer? Lady? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. So, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, it's a, a, a very. It's super uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Chad acting on Alex's behalf because as twins, you automatically have power of attorney. Correct. He says that he's not going to join the criminal gang and that uh, Raymond Zan can fuck himself. And that gets him a vicious ass beating. Yeah. He, uh, a couple of goons get sent after him. He knocks them out pretty easily. Uh, one of the goons who gets kicked in the chest. It upsets Bolo Young's character, who now sports a massive facial scar yeah. and, like, a dead, milky eye. This upsets him so much, he breaks the other goon's neck. One of the guys is on, on his own team yeah. snaps his neck and throws him away and then proceeds to, yeah, just pummel Beat the hell the out of trash of out Chad. of him, damn, yeah. Just throwing him into the interior of a steel shipping, shipping container. container. Then they just... Very nicely pack up the shipping container, yeah. drive it back downtown, and, and gently lay him in the street. Yeah, I mean, they were going that way anyway. It'd be rude not to offer him a ride. Right. Sure, they're they, monsters, but they're not monsters, am I right? Yeah, they leave him right in front of a noodle cart. <laughs> That's true. He can get everything he needs. So, uh, at this point, they uh, go back and he explains what's going on. And they're like, alright, well this is it. Now I'm in. We're all in. So they have a plan. They're going to break into uh, Raymond Zhang's factory? Where drug they, factory. I don't know because at no point do you see any drugs being made, packed, or distributed. I think he's just a factory that produces crime. Sure, it's a crime now factory. That, I'll grant you that. Now I there is. I did see like a brick of something, but it didn't look like a color of anything that I've normally seen as no. drugs. No. There is, there <laughs> is a, a room. Purple. There is a room that is in every movie that where people make drugs, which is just tubes with different color liquids flowing. Yeah, there's them. tubes yeah. with Windex. There's tubes with uh, Goo Gone. There's oh, Goo Gone. Spitfire plus guns means some floral drugs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So they get there, and Chad and Alex are still kind of butting heads. Alex takes the lead on this mission because he's the cool one. He's yeah. the dark. Disturbed when he wears black and slick back hair. And I mean, he's also like a criminal as opposed to a yoga instructor. <laughs> yoga slash karate. Slash karate. Yeah. So Alex takes the lead. He tells uh, Chad to have his back and don't fuck up. Yeah, sure. Important. Yeah. Alex then goes on a one man rampage throughout yeah. the thing, just kicking the shit out of Yeah, killing people. Breaking necks. Breaking people. He breaks a neck in the coolest fucking way yeah. in this movie by. 
punching him in the spine and at the same time pulling back on his head. Yeah. Thus doubly, like, paralyzing yeah, him. double impact. Right? Oh, you got it right off. Yeah, it's woven throughout the fabric of this movie. I think that's why it won the Oscars. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All of the Oscars? Well, it won at least two. That's right. Best... One for each Van Damme. Yeah. It was the last time we had a tie in the best actor category. <laughs> right. For both Van Dams. So, uh, Alex... Just Jack Nicholson. Well, this has never happened before. <laughs> the card says Van Damme and Van Damme. Who wasn't even nominated in this category. <laughs> Meanwhile, here I am, filming A Few Good Men. Jesus Christ, I, I think my favorite Jack Nicholson performance is when he is announcing Crash as Best Picture winner. <laughs> <laughs> because, oh boy, is it clear he does not agree. <laughs> I think my favorite Jack Nicholson performance was in this... A uh, video that came out like a week ago. He, as a lot of people know, Jack Nicholson always sits courtside at Lakers games, and he's coming back to his seat, and an usher stops him for his ticket, and he like very coolly like shows his ticket, but you can see like in his eyes, he's like, "You just made the list of people Jackie's gonna kill tonight." <laughs> it's so great. Uh. Yeah, but yeah, he's still alive, still going to Laker games. Ain't yeah. working anymore. That's a bummer. I wish I wish Jack did more stuff. But then again, he might do another anger management, and that would make me very upset. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Chad and Alex now. Uh, Alex kind of breaks in. Chad kind of does fuck up because he kicks a guy in the face, and then another goose sees him and starts firing. So like, no, it's guns everywhere. Alex does one of my favorite '80s action movie moves, where he dives onto the floor with two guns firing, lands prone, and then just rolls and continues to fire as he yeah, rolls around. Roll. Yeah, it's pretty clear that uh, the week before Jean Claude Van Damme had seen his first John Woo movie and was just like real fucking excited about it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was like, ooh, hard. Hardboiled. <laughs> uh, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, the, no, the parallels between this and hardboiled, Hong Kong setting. What? A baby involved at one no point. No way. Two guns. <gasps> two guns. Wow. It's just called two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to hear about it here, but there's an asteroid. Oh, don't please don't. <laughs> The last thing I need is some shitty dude bro Rick and Morty fan who's listening to this being like, let me tell you, I'm the only guy who really gets it. Fucking Szechuan sauce, I'm Pickle Rick. I've never seen a show like that good. With an audience that So many bad. shitty people. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, there's no one rolling down the street who just like, fucking Brooklyn Nine-Nine! <laughs> Which, P.S., I'm binging right now. It's delightful. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. Andre Brower deserves all the Emmys. Yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, they just murderize this whole place. They are planting plastic explosives that plastic appear to be explosives. made out of ceramic. Yeah, yeah, they make a really like good clink noise. Yeah. When I guess they're magnetically charged to concrete. I, yes, I or and also metal drums. <laughs> sure. So they, uh, they do manage to escape in a shot-up van uh, featuring one of my one of the best visual effects I think I've ever seen in my life where the two Van Dams are sitting directly next to each other in the van except it was clearly filmed on two different days with two different kinds of lighting on two different kinds of film 
Right. Any single time that both Van Dams occupy the frame, it is painfully clear that they did not match any kind of lighting continuity. Yeah. And it's it's only when they occupy the frame and they're like crossing their overlap between them. Yeah. If they're like across the room, the masking is pretty good. But if they're anywhere near each other, it's yeah, terrible. and like to the point you that, can see that they both have thick mat lines around yeah. them. Yeah, they I mean there are, there are points where like Alex is like comp- composited into the scene where you can see through him. Yeah, yeah. he's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, they are able to escape and explode the crime factory. <laughs> there will be no more crime from this factory yeah. ever again. And that is clearly through some lines of dialogue later in the movie appears to be the only crime factory in all of Hong Kong. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all the other crimes are just done in like small like assemblies. Like mom and pop shops. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Artisanal handcrafted crime. Yeah, yeah. that's right. They still file their taxes individually. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> So at this point, uh, Chad, Alex... Sorry, Pop feels very uncomfortable sharing a checking account with Ma. Right? <laughs> right? It's terrible. So they, uh, they take Alex's boat and they drive... They drive. They fly. They fly. They, <laughs> they boat. They, sail. they, wa- they, they water drive. No, they Sorry. They, oh, they, they motor. They, that's they right. motor. They knot their way there. Yeah. <laughs> going many leagues fast. Uh... <laughs> And several nautical miles deep. No, uh, god damn it! So they get to this. I, I'm sorry. I just I love that we seem to have found Patrick's uh, uh, like <laughs> AV obsession. This is not how boats work. And this is the hill Patrick has chosen to die on. I'm trying to give our listeners very clear advice about how to get the best picture quality out of their retro gaming consoles <laughs> on modern displays with minimal lag. Minimal lag, you say? <laughs> I just don't want you to be an asshole when you're chatting up other people on your cruise. <laughs> uh, no can do, buddy. <laughs> Guys, how long do you think this all you can eat buffet is? Like, well, well at least three knots. Oh no, I think it's like I think it's like two leagues. Oh god. Leagues are a measurement of time. The buffet closes in four leagues. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, Hold on. I'm going to give you a couple parsecs of chicken. (laughs) So uh, they they go to Alex's abandoned Marriott suites on this weird... uh, Yeah, it was like a real estate scheme that didn't pan out. I guess the kids at the car wash raised enough money to block the development. (laughs) Oh, so like a bunch of those like Trump golf courses. Yeah, exactly. Like like Atlantic City. (laughs) Jesus Christ, the official Trump park is just a garbage heap. The state park? Oh yeah, it's trash. (laughs) I wonder why. Anyways, uh... They go Do to you this... think his park ages and he does not? <laughs> uh, no, because he very clearly ages. No, yeah. You found the one logical fallacy right. in that. He looks guy's like a... definitely older than he used to be. Yeah, he looks like a particularly lumpy potato that's been rolled around mm-hmm. in paprika. <laughs> so maybe we're looking at it all backwards. Maybe Trump ages and the park doesn't? I want there to be some kind of portrait of Doreen Gray where all of the sins of the park are visited upon the visage of Donald Trump. (laughs) What's this poor park doing to people that it deserves this? Oh, buddy. (laughs) 
So anyways, <laughs> we end up at the La Quinta Inn that Alex <laughs> sets up. It's pretty much abandoned. It's covered in giant spider webs and... Bird shit. Uh, bird shit everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Chad is very unhappy with the accommodations. No, that guy. With his Louis Vuitton luggage and everything. Uh, then they set up this weird... This thing where they're going to go deliver boxes of French cognac to Zhang's headquarters... Uh, which is like this uh, it's called the Climax Club uh, which when we meet the Climax Club they're Jesus. playing the the most <laughs> the most rip-off-y Rick Jamesy song I've ever heard here's the thing Jean-Claude Van Damme I don't think could physically exist outside of the late 80s early 90s like his movies so encapsulated everything that was trashy and shitty about those years <laughs> that mm-hmm. it just he had to go away so that he could come back as ironic later. Right. Like, he could, there was no way he could, like, Tom Cruise his way through a couple decades. No, yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, he was, his movies are so of their time. So, yeah, we arrive at the Climax Club. They're playing this real bad Rick Jamesy ripoff jam. Uh, Alex shows up with a big bottle of Vsop cognac. That's how it's pronounced, right? Vsop. Vsop. Uh, and he's like, hey, I got that cognac you wanted. And then this one, like, weird, greasy dude is just like, oh, okay. I'll Start look. touching his face yeah. in <laughs> really uncomfortable ways. Super weird. So, yeah, so he takes the cognac to Zhang. Zhang is having a big meeting with Griffith, his security lady. They have a cake of their new acquisition. The gold, was it the golden? The golden glory. Yeah, the golden glory. Which, Which they were going to use to export all the crime that they were producing. Right. Correct. Yeah. They have a mobile crime factory now, and it's yeah. a boat. And then, like, all their acquisitions, they made a scale cake model of it. Sure, from exactly. Ace of Cakes. Yes. Yeah. Duffy. Chef Duffy made that cake personally. It's just right. Chef They're Duff. moving on to this boat. No, it was Duffy. No, it's Duff. No. Just Duff. I refuse to believe that. Well, you should, because you are wrong. <laughs> Ooh. Chef Duff. Duffy. No, just Duff. <laughs> How dare you? Chef Duffy Vampire Slayer? <laughs> no, Chef Troy Duffy, the director of Boondock Saints. <laughs> oh. oh, man, I heard that guy pissed off everybody. He did. That's why he doesn't make cakes anymore. He's not the ace of cakes anymore. <laughs> you can't do it. The only thing he's done in the last 30 years was a sequel to his most famous cake. <laughs> That's right. Now Cake Boss is where it's at. Mm. Guys, I just reminded myself that there's a sequel to Boondock Saints, and that made me very sad and angry. I still haven't seen that. Why would you? That's why I haven't seen it. I just can't fill in that blank. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the only real answer is for spite. (laughs) Sure. But I don't even think that's a real answer. So anyways, while Alex is delivering the cognac to Zhang and his henchmen... Chad is also delivering cognac. A cognac. And this is the only time where he consciously uh, courts the look of Alex. He slips right. his hair back and appears as Alex. So they do kind of do a switch him up. Uh, it turns out that these containers of VSOP aren't VSOP at all. No. They're not even VS. But that's they're, what it says on the box. But they're bombs, John. Yeah. They're Bluey. BSOP. Bombs special of, of, of original poster. poster. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bomb special overpowered. <laughs> it's like a math equation. Yeah, this guy's min maxing on these bombs. <laughs> I don't right. like it. Right. 
every time that he gets a, a bump to his ability score, he just puts it in his strength and con. <laughs> and then he got that belt of fire giant strength. His strength is like 28 right now. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, he clipped through one of the walls to get some sweet loot early on in the run. True. Absolutely. Uh, so they blow up most of Zhang's headquarters, the Climax Club, where, strangely, nobody gets a Climax. No. Um, it's not even the Climax of the film. No. This. And it doesn't even play songs by the band Climax. Worse no, yet, it's, it's just uh, Jen and DJ Jen? X? No, Jen, and occasionally there's a songwriting credit that goes to Cheryl X. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and Jen spells their name G-E-N. Like short for generation. Yeah. Like yes. Gen X. Correct. Or Generation X, the sweet Aerosmith shoot-em-up game from arcades. Or Gen 13, the sweet uh, X-Men spinoff from the mid-90s. Ooh, or in Gen, the super awesome... Ooh, God, oh, God. Oh, oh, man. Dinosaurs. Let's just not say in ever again. <laughs> InGen. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Like Jack Palance in an old western. Let's not no. say it again. <laughs> no. Like Dr. Hammond from Jurassic Park, his company that harvested dino DNA, <laughs> dinosaur DNA out of amber to make dinosaurs, his company was called InGen. Right. Like what Clint Eastwood called all of his Italian co-actors in the Spaghetti <laughs> Westerns. They were Sicilian. <laughs> it is awfully hot in those pictures. It must be South. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, how dare you. <laughs> so anyways, uh, they blow up that place, but they don't get Griffin or Zhang or anybody of consequence they just probably blow up a few innocent bystanders and, and some henchies a couple of henchies yeah, we'll couple, never yeah. see uh, long haired grease face again that's true he does get blown up he sure long haired grease face dies so at this point they go back to their island headquarters uh, Frank and Alex go out into the jungle for firewood sticks. they're gathering yeah. firewood old school style yeah in the jungle in the jungle while they're there uh, I'm sorry the, the mighty jungle no the lion is definitely awake in this one Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so... Is the lion Jean-Claude? <laughs> Always. Yeah. No, okay. he's the lion heart. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, he punched the heart of that lion and got fists of iron. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah, uh, Mufasa the Undying. <laughs> so anyways, uh, they go off into the woods to go get sticks. Uh, Danielle calls the house, and she's like, hey, the creepy security lady just like... Tried to like finger bang me, Boy, basically. Yeah, it was really super creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's real gross. And uh, but she... it's like it's it's weird, double gross because uh, the security woman is very clearly using her position of power to uh, sexually assault and sure. do some very inappropriate touching. And her giant uh, like bodybuilder muscles, right? Yeah. So there's like this. Obviously, it's this weird skeevy thing that is shot in a way that like, hey. But there's butts in the frame, yeah. 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 So, like, you're supposed to be kind of titillated by it. And then there's also this weird homophobic undercurrent to it of just, like, this butch lesbian's being all handsy with this poor defenseless lady. Just like them, am I right, fellas? And it yeah. just, like, 
It's real oh, gross. Oh boy, this sure is the early nineties. Yeah, it's real gross. On a bunch of different levels. It's an onion of disgusting. Yeah, and like yeah. she just keeps saying, they searched me. Yeah. But like the tone in her voice is not the word search. No. Right. It's gross. So, anyways, so she calls. But and she is able to smuggle out a file. Yeah, and Ale- uh, Chad picks up and she's like, oh, shit's going bad. They searched me. And he's like, okay, meet me at Alex's. And he just fucking walks outside and he's like, Alex, Frank, okay, I'm stealing the boat. And then off he goes. That's right. And he goes back to Hong Kong. Uh, meets her at Alex's place, uh, and they're trying to figure out what's going. She he he takes a cursory glance at the file, and then makes note that holy shit, Frank was right the whole time. Turns out we do own the bridge. Yeah. Everything's okay. Yeah, it says specifically there's a stipulation: he who kills the two owners of this channel shall hereby inherit their wealth. Yeah, yeah, right, that makes sense. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, uh, Bolo Young. Uh, and and Kara, the uh, security lady, show up uh, to this place, and they start giving everyone shit. They got a bunch of goons with guns, and then uh, Alex and or Chad, sorry, Chad, Chad and Danielle escape through a secret tunnel hidden behind a bookshelf. Yeah, and in the most needlessly elaborate killing in the entire movie, you think they're gonna shoot the guy who's like the bookie of the club? But they shoot just past him to break his aquarium before cutting his throat with their spurs. Yeah, they yeah, cut that's his throat right. And his guts open with their spurs on their heels. Yeah, that's right. At this, it's at this point that a new henchman is introduced. Yeah, yeah. And spurs. They call him. Yeah, yeah. spurfoot. And he's got like kicks that with the spurs on him, and yeah. he just slices the dude's throat open. Yeah. And it's super graphic, and it's super awesome. Right. Uh, it's great. Uh, a brief foot chase ensues where uh, Chad and Danielle are like jumping around through boats, trying to get to their boat. Uh, eventually, they d- end up diving into the ocean. Well, he throws her in the ocean. He throws her in the ocean. Yeah. Kills and then the last d- guy and jumps in the ocean. Yeah, himself, and uh, then they get onto their boat somehow and then f- drive, boat, fly, not <laughs> motor. league. Uh, they motor. That's put, what put away. Do. It's a verb when you're in a boat. Okay. You motor. <laughs> so they go fishing. Yeah. Uh, so they take off and they head back. They start heading back to the thing. This is where the movie takes a weird turn. <laughs> so Frank and Alice get back from gathering their sticks and they notice the boat's gone. And this at the at this point in the movie, Roger Corman has taken over directing duties. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so uh, Roger Corman, who like God bless that man, like that horny old man <laughs> who was like. Alright, here's the thing. I'll make a Jurassic Park ripoff called Carnosaur. Only one dinosaur in the movie. Here's the kicker. There's a lady in the movie. She's pregnant with a dinosaur egg. Also, there's boobs in it for some reason. Give me money. I mean, that man worked with Roger Ebert, so he's got to have some clout. Give that man his money. (laughs) I think you're thinking of Russ Meyer. I usually am. Yeah. All right, gross. <laughs> Boy, that other horny old man. So many horny it's old It's like men. there's some kind of trend in Hollywood leading towards <laughs> that particular demographic. So, so they, uh, uh, Frank is just like, well, I don't know what's going on. Bob Bunker Frank. And he just kind of stumbles right. off. Alex is very upset about what's going on. He tries calling his place of business. That's He hears the shooting going on. Uh, so he takes out his anger on the kitchen 
uh, and half a bottle of Johnny Walker Red, and the four, and I assume eats the four raw chickens that were just hanging there from yeah. earlier. Yeah, uh, he gets progressively drunker and begins fantasizing about his brother, uh, Alan or Chad. Yeah. yeah, having it in a very intense uh, sex scene that takes place in the laundry lines in the hull of his gross boat. Yeah, now. To be fair, there is potent sexual tension between all three of these characters. Yeah. Correct. Van Damme wants to bang that lady and the other Van Damme. He just can't help himself. Right. And the lady is definitely into the idea of two Van Dams. Yeah. Yes. Right. And uh, here's the thing. If they would all just sit down, work out their feelings, and agree what their boundaries are, right. they could have a perfectly yeah. fine time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be a little weird because they are brothers. I yeah, think they, like, just met, though. And he's like brother thing. strangers. True. Van Damme is so vain that it would be easy for him to just displace his own <laughs> consciousness and think, like, oh, no, I'm really looking at yeah. more of myself. They're both just going to be staring at each other and flexing like Christian Bale in American <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> you look so good right now, Jean-Claude. You look so good right now, Jean-Claude. <laughs> That's my muscle flexing banging song. I don't know about you guys. Everybody, Invisible Touch. <laughs> so, uh, that key change at the end just puts me into overdrive. <laughs> so, anyway, you uh, <laughs> <ew>, gross. <laughs> I'm a horny old man. What can that I say? Was too much. Was so, anyways, uh, so we, they, uh, yeah, Alex begins having this terrifying nightmare of Chad uh, uh, making love to Danielle by. Haunching over, holding her up, yeah. and just kind of like throwing her away and into his penis. Yeah. I think that's how Jean Claude Van Damme thinks sex works. <laughs> sure, because that's what all of his sex scenes look like. Yeah, yeah, he also in this movie has kind of a Tommy Wiseau uh, sort of approach to anatomy that she's actually kind of just like banging into his belly button. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Jesus uh, Christ, you've seen Tommy Wiseau auditioning for Dark Knight, right? I have. It's terrifying it's so good <laughs> someone has edited those scenes into the movie it's amazing Whoa. all right <laughs> i said we killed the batman <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah when uh chad and danielle get back of course not having had sex uh alex is very upset about this he is soups drunk and he's just been kicking the shit out of this house which is already fucked up right so then he promptly starts kicking the shit out of chad and chad starts kicking the shit out of alex yeah and this is where we get our very first van damme v van damme fight yeah it's a regular mirror match yeah yes except mostly it's van damme versus van damme stuntman who uh, is clearly not Van Damme. Right. He has like a boxy head yeah. and not quite as many muscles. He's right. at least three inches shorter. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Uh, but they end up having this fight. Uh, eventually, Alex wins by just hammering the shit out of Chad. Uh, Frank tries to break it up, then Chad accidentally punts him. It's a whole big thing. Chad decides he can't handle this anymore. He's leaving, and he runs off into the woods to swim back to mainland. Alex stumbles off. I tell you, even better. He's running out. He's I'm going back home. I'm going back to Los Angeles. What are you going to do? I swim. Okay. I swim. And he says it in the way that like when a toddler is throwing a temper tantrum and they're just like, I'm going to go 
to the moon and live there. They say it like with conviction. Right. He legitimately believes it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Alex just decides to continue drinking and sleep on the beach. Uh, this, is, this is after he, I was going to yeah. say here's the thing if I were beach adjacent I would never be sober in mm-hmm. my bed right. I would constantly be drunk on the sand right yeah yeah and Alex like he's a real piece of garbage like he punches his girlfriend right in the face did hit his girlfriend like yeah. like real bad and I guess we're just supposed to let that ride in this movie <laughs> yeah I kept thinking Ooh, that this was okay yeah, yeah, I'm sorry I'm the Van Damme angers up the blood uh, no, I thought that there was going to be some kind of comeuppance, or at the very least, character growth. Nah, nah. When you get drunk, you get to slap your girlfriend. I guess. I mean, sure. I mean, that's them's the rules of Connery. I mean, <laughs> oh, what year in 1990 did this come out? Because it probably 1990. Was 1990. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, that was still fair back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. One could argue that it was never fair. It was simply <laughs> accepted when it shouldn't have been. One could argue. <laughs> so anyways... Uh, I think it's uh, we should probably drop a disclaimer here that uh, the views of Patrick Bromley... <laughs> do not necessarily reflect those of us. Hey, or j- just like people. You judge... Or even Patrick Bromley, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Frank, at this, this point that a fucking, like, JSOC team shows up and <laughs> yeah, right. takes the beach by storm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they kidnap... a tremendous amount of camo and amphibious vehicles for just, like, a drug lord. Well, like, Raymond Zhang shows up in his, like... Tactical ascot. Yeah, he's his got his camo Robert gear. Duvall suit from, uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. Now. Yeah, yeah, with his tactical ascot, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they take Frank and Daniel hostage uh, and leave the island. Uh, Chad and Alex both wake up separately and like manage to like definitely kill some fucking kill a shitload. Everybody yeah. else that's left on the island gets it. Yeah, they all just get punched and kicked and necks broken. One guy gets his neck broken by someone grabbing his head, and then he does a flip around with his head, yep. snapping his There's neck. There's a lot of gentle stabbings. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to keep it quiet. Except for that one guy that they tied to a chair and presumably off-screen torture. Oh, yes, because yeah. when he says, will he talk, he's like, oh, he'll talk. As he, like, really menacingly, like, masturbates an M16. Yeah. <laughs> it's real gross. And I'm sure that the next scene was literally that guy saying, look, I work for a fucking drug dealer. I have no loyalty to this <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> Guys, I will totally say in your sweet hotel, I will pay you by the night. Yeah, this seems... Fine. This is fair and equitable. Here's the thing. My loyalty can just be bought. <laughs> and you guys seem to have money. It won't cost that. much. At the moment, you probably don't think much of me, but if you'll check my resume, I've done some quality gooning <laughs> over the years. Quality gooning is going to be the name of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they, they, Chad and Alex finally become brothers for real, and they decide they're going to go save their uh, respective significant others. <laughs> Uncle Frank. Al- Alex and Danielle. is going to get Danielle, and Chad's going to get Uncle Frank. <laughs> uh, so they go to the Golden Glory, the giant boat of yore. Yes, the boat that makes, that not only distributes crime, but also steam. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a torture basement that was installed in this boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's lit, it's lit like the Freddy Krueger nightmare land. Right. Sure, like a cross between that and like a Trent Reznor music video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not definitely. Hey, uh, 
uh, speaking of which, fucking Nine Inch Nails is coming out with some new EPs. So, this torture just, basement. Just take, take that piece of knowledge. <laughs> Take it back to 1993 when you would have been excited. Whoa, there's my thing. Whoa, there's there's my thing. Go. I, it's going to go great with my fucking Quake mods. <laughs> I actually kind of like that band, but if any band has put out albums that are either really, really great or absolute garbage, it's Nine Inch Nails. There is a very wide gap in between their good stuff and their not, and their good, not stuff. good stuff. <laughs> uh, that said... The Fragile's a really dope album. Yeah. Oh, People and I slept mean, on it. if they're putting it out, I'll totally listen to it. Yeah, same here. I like Nine Inch Nails. They're great. Fine. Trent Reznor, he's good. Yeah. And I like the cover of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and Karen Ove, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs did, of the Immigrant Song for uh, the social network. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Chad and Alex storm the sexy crime steamboat. Yeah. Uh, Frank. Crime is, boat. Yeah. <laughs> the, the crime solving boat. <laughs> so anyways, um, Frank is being tortured by a giant steam? fire hose that yeah, should steam. steam. I was a little confused because at first it seemed like it was maybe like liquid nitrogen because it seemed cold. But then when he was getting hit with it, it, it appeared to be hot at that point. Yes. So I guess it was steam? Or maybe it was so cold it was burning him. But he doesn't get any, like, frozen things. You're right. At no point does he, like, parts yeah. of his body begin to Though, chip off. to be fair, but, like, at no why point would you... does he suffer any real burns from it either. I guess why would you have steam coming out of a hose? Why would you have anything like that coming out of a hose? <laughs> yeah. like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, because like... it's too hot to handle. And too cold to hold. So who are we going to call to get control? I guess... We're going to have to take control. So they get on the intercom into the boat <laughs> that goes ship-wide. Guys, that was some dope Huey Lewis reference. It was, actually. I was Look, just going to say that we should get our toaster and our goo. But, uh... Uh, please. It was slime. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, and also not a Jackie Wilson song, bro. Everyone knows the pink goo slime to only love. dances to Jackie Wilson songs. Yep. Or terrible 80s covers of Jackie Wilson Do songs. Do they try any other song? Uh, no, they, they, they yell at it yeah, to show yell at that it. it can be yeah. evil. And then, yeah, they play that one and song play to show that it can dance. Yeah. Yeah. Your love. And then they play that later on in the it's Statue of Liberty, which fire. makes it know how to walk yeah which yeah, is not a, a hell thing. of a lot of sense either I guess like I never imagined slime well, being cognizant enough to understand sure. motion in but that they're way. also in the head acting as its brain they do yeah, have an NES they, advantage and they've That's got right. a uh, Atari controller it's like an NES advantage yeah. Oh, yeah the worst controller in the history of gaming yeah yeah because it was designed for fighting games of which there were zero made for the Nintendo Entertainment yeah. System yeah true so anyways Chad and, uh, I bet you the, can play some sweet Arkanoid on it, though. No, yeah, that'd be pretty dope. I love some Arkanoid. Probably not as good as a regular controller. No. No, nah, probably not. So anyways... And that thing uh, was a tiny rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... And now you know the rest of the story. And that tiny rectangle that nobody believed in turned into the Nintendo controller. Yeah. I'm Paul Harvey. <laughs> now you know... The rest of the story. Good day. 
Guys, I love that Paul Harvey has become a weird recurring character. Like, he's joined the pantheon of, like, Macho Man and Werner Herzog and George Lucas and Paul Giamatti and Paul Harvey. America's newsman, Mark. Oh, so, uh, yeah, so the shipwide announcement goes out. They're torturing Frank with steam. They uh, pretend to shoot him to make everyone, like, come to them. And then now it's a series of, like, one-on-one battles uh, There's the mini bosses. Yeah, yeah, Alex takes on the mini boss of Spurfoot. Spurfoot yeah. in the uh, dark, which is actually dark. kind of like an entertaining little fight. Guys, yeah. guys, Spurfoot in the dark is going to be the name of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he eventually defeats Spurfoot after getting some cuts on him. Uh, then Chad. He learns Spurfoot's crippling weakness is that he can't hurt you if you dodge his kicks. Yeah. Oh, also, if you punch a hole through a wall and and he sees light, because he turns into a baby deer and freezes. Right, right. Uh, Chad then uh, ends up. They all, he starts getting a machine gun. He shoots up at Griffith and Zhang, who run away. They try no, to. No, no, because first Chad's got to fight Bolo. Oh, that's right. Chad fights Bolo. Bolo is, uh, he went to the Donkey Kong school of Kung Fu and starts throwing barrels. Yeah. All barrels marked explosive. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's either flammable or explosive. Uh, And then these two muscly dudes begin muscling at each other. They muscle so hard. Oh, they muscle so hard. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme realizes a clever tactic of... Lighting the barrels on fire. Well, he kicks him into like a circuit breaker, and that's how Bolo dies, is he gets electrocuted. But as he falls to the ground, the electricity lights up one of those spilled barrels. Yeah, he dies like Frank Reynolds at the end of Lethal yeah, Weapon 5. Right. What and I love about Jean-Claude this... Jean-Claude Van Damme pulls an Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of Predator and somehow runs three feet and escapes like a 400-yard explosion. <laughs> What's great is when mm. Bolo gets electrocuted, he uh, dies like a Street Fighter character. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, Blanca pretty much took out Bolo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then they get there. They get to where Frank and Danielle are being held. Uh, uh, Chad goes after uh, Griffith. At, or which yeah. one? Chad, Chad goes, goes after, after the Griffith bad guy. And yes. Alex goes after. Uh, uh, well, Raven. Alex. Alex gets into the fight with the bodyguard woman. With Kara. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the bodyguard. The, yeah, yeah, and she is wearing first. a uh, backless tactical armor. Yeah. Yes. Well, as we found out with the tactical ascot, Raymond Zhang <laughs> keeps it very fast. Raymond Zhang, who, by the way, between the island and the boat, stopped off at his apartment to change back into his white talking head. Suit, yeah, right? his nice, t- yeah, his, his, his <laughs> David Byrne suit. He's gotta keep yeah. it looking good. So uh, he eventually, Alex eventually defeats uh, Kara by, by a gentle stabbing, gently sliding a knife into her side, yeah. <laughs> uh, which surprises her greatly <laughs> to the point that she slowly just lays down and goes. Is this is it? <laughs> it feels like that uh, that part in V for Vendetta where V is killing all of the people who know his identity that worked at the like POW right, camp. Yeah. But for the doctor who was like kind to him, he gave her a very gentle death. Yes, and it feels like that's what Alex is doing for this woman of just like you just go into that good good night. <laughs> Don't shed tears. I will remember you. In a different yeah. life, we could have banged. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, they they let Danielle free. They leave Frank tied up. <laughs> yeah, they leave him there. Frank can look after himself. You yeah. Guys. Well, he was in... Nah. nah. Definitely not. Nah. It was numb, guys. Nah. 
That's uh, what the paper says. And then uh, Alex goes after uh, uh, Zang, Zang. Ends up chasing him up some kind of construction equipment. Some massive it's, dock it's, equipment. What it is, is it's a conveyor belt that's on the top of like a staircase. Like yes. one of those multi-story yeah. staircases. Got it. Where you keep your conveyor belts. Right. Right, right, right. And then the conveyor belts under those sell more staircases and kick that money up to the conveyor belts on right. the top. And right. then they tell two friends <laughs> and then they tell two friends. It's a multi-level staircase. I got you. Okay, we're all exactly. on board. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and he ends up fighting Zhang up there. Zhang uh, unleashes Chekhov's sword cane. Yeah. Uh, uh, and is surprisingly spry for an old man. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, zipping and a zapping. Yeah. Until uh, he gets his arms caught in a cog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, two cogs. Yeah. And his arm just gets crushed. Ooh. Uh, and then he gets... Uh, thrown on top of a uh, conveyor belt briefly before he just slides off and falls like eight stories to yeah. his death. Into a box. Yeah. Into a box. Meanwhile, Chad and Danielle are escaping. Uh, Griffith in a giant... Uh, like a fork? Storage containers moving forklift yeah, yeah. begins pushing them further and further off the boat. Uh, Chad, off the dock. Yeah. yeah. Chad, into the harmless water. Correct. Yeah. This is not a good death trap. No. Right. Uh, Chad just, for some reason, stuffs Danielle into a crevice between two storage containers. Yeah. Dives into the water. Uh, Griffith can't find him when he gets out and then somehow swam, I'm assuming, under the boat I, I guess. and came out on the know. other side because yeah. all of a sudden the the thing looks up and Griffith's like, where are you? And then the container lifts up and Chad is driving the thing. Yeah, he's and driving And it. then he just straight up drops a shipping container on right Griffith, on yeah. smushing him. Yeah. It's so yeah. oh, so great. Uh, and then Chad and Alex uh, finally meet back up Uh Chad is graceful enough to shove Alex into Danielle to make them kiss. Yeah. Then Frank wanders in and is just like, eh? and then Van Dam. <laughs> Chad. Chad looks at Alex and goes, "Okay." Gives him the okay fingers, and that's the that freezes for about twelve seconds. Yeah. So I. Then the movie. Then the credits start, and we find out the makeup was done by Zoltan. <laughs> Zoltan. <laughs> I guess they got the tunnel? Uh, <laughs> I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even care anymore. And I guess... I don't think the movie ever really cared either. I guess owning that tunnel somehow gets the money? I don't know how it works. Well, yeah. So it's kind of like when you have ads on your website. Whenever someone clicks on an ad, you get revenue. So anytime somebody drives on your pavement it's like clicking an ad. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Okay, that's so then, how money used to work. And that's how you <laughs> farm Bitcoin, I think. <laughs> you mine it. You oh, don't farm it. God Sorry. damn it. That is how you that's how you first to, to you have to dig a few you have to dig a few knots deep. Sure. To get to the Bitcoin <laughs> yeah. down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that is the end harbor. of double impact. We'll yeah. be right back with uh bullet points. <laughs> pew pew And we're back with our very first bullet point, body count. Body counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of Double Impact is? Man, I'm going to go with a good 35. John, what do you think the bullet of the body count is of Double Impact? 27. Playing by Price's Right rules. Which is a reminder, as long as whoever gets closest without going over wins, yeah. 
Patrick, you are the winner. Yes! Because oh you got no. it dead on. Fuck 35. Yes. 35. Up top. There are 35 confirmed kills inside Double nice. Impact. Well done, Patrick. Yeah. Well done. I think that's only the second time we've ever got it, like, head yeah. on. Well yeah. done. Mm. I like it. Mm. Good work, guys. I'm feeling good about myself. <laughs> well, don't let it go to your head. Too late. Okay. Well done. <laughs> Hold on. I'll fix that. Uh, your head's five leagues long. What? We did it. works. <laughs> Moving works. on to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. Hey. John Boy. I was purposefully not making eye contact. <laughs> What's your best kill? Uh, so the thing you gotta know about your scuzzy port, right? <laughs> oh, it's I'm great. your best kill. Yeah. You're killing me. That's what I, I get it. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm gonna go with uh, fucking old, old Man Whitaker. Was that his name? Old Man Whitaker? <laughs> the guy at the beginning that got shot up a lot. Oh, Old Man Wagner. Yeah, Old Man he Wagner. Did get blasted. He would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those pesky triads <laughs> yeah. with Uzis. With Uzis. In the 60s. <laughs> the thing I like about him is it's that it's that Simpsons gif of just like, please stop, he's already dead. <laughs> he he gets shot. shot. So many yeah, times. That guy. Like, there's more squib than shirt by the end of yeah. it. Sure, and and what's really crazy is for every shot that does hit, there are at least 200 that do, do not. not yeah. That yeah. just fly out into <laughs> Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Chad hanging off the outside of the door of the, like, van that they're escaping the crime factory in. And he just rolls up. They're driving out as fast as they can. And some guy steps out to shoot at them. And he gets kicked in the face. <laughs> While from not only the speed and, and, and power of Jean-Claude Van Damme's kick, but also backed up by all that van speed. Sure. I have to imagine that that guy's in another dimension. <laughs> Guys, I was furious at this movie because in a movie with two Jean-Claude Van Dams called Double Impact. At no point did they both punch the same person. Right! I am now realizing that that was it. The Van and Van Damme yeah. double impacted that goo. That's the thing. They put the square on the van, not yeah. Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Mark, best kill. Guys, I am going to go with my one of the greatest cinematic neck breaks of all time. Uh, when uh, one of the Van Dams, I don't remember which one, it's and frankly, Alex. it does not matter. Uh, again, punches a dude in the spine, which, so frankly, hard. enough. Yeah. <laughs> You're Van yeah. Dam. Uh, but while doing it, pushes back on this other, this poor dude's head. So snapping his spine and neck at the same time, leaving him an octoplegic, I think, <laughs> at the right. very least. Yeah. That guy is. Yeah, I, uh, he's so dead. Yeah. Uh, or if he's not, he he has no quality of life. Right. He'll be in like two iron lungs. Right. Uh, I, it was really cool. Yeah, I love a good neck good, break. Good I love a good intense yeah. neck break. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm gonna give an honorable mention to having an entire storage container just smushing a guy. Oh yeah, that's pretty great too. I gotta go an honorable mention for running a guy's arm through a giant clock cog. Sure, like, it didn't great. kill him, but it yeah. was really good. But it was really great, though. And the effect afterwards, we got the big floppy bloody arms oh. flying out. It was pretty cool. Pleasing. Uh, all right, moving on to our next bullet point. War crimes. War crimes. Yo, Patrick. 
Talking about some war crimes. I'm gonna, there's so many. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that big ass, really shitty cake boat. That thing was terribly made. No one ate any of it. They lived there like eight guys at a table. They barely got through the rear storage. <laughs> It was mostly fondant. Yeah, I don't... That thing is just going to be in my nightmares. <laughs> what did they make? The big, like, the yellow things? The smokestacks that came out? Uh, those no are, way edible. Those are called the knots, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, John. Yeah. Cake boat. Cake boat is your war crime. War crime. Uh, I'll have to check the docket at the Hague to see if anyone's been brought up on cake boat charges lately. John, war crimes. Well, see, here's the tricky thing about the cake boat crime. It's so hard to pin someone down on that right. that no one ever goes to jail for it. It's like how they got Capone on tax evasion. So you're going with cake boat as well? No. It's a huge crime. <laughs> I'm still offended. Uh, no, I think I'm going to go with uh, definitely having some kind of system of smuggling. <laughs> That's probably a crime. Right? That's got to be illegal. What we're definitely not going to go with is that you can kill people and claim a tunnel. No! Because, damn it, just that's took my legal. war crime. You just took my war crime. The forcible removal of property by punching. Here's the thing, though, Mark. If someone can punch you so hard that you lose property... Was it really yours to begin with? Right. You're right. That's a good point. You're absolutely correct. Um, Social contracts not built for that kind of punch power. Guys, I just want you to know that over over the last year, our war crimes have really taken a dip. We used to really care and pick things that were important on the world stage, and now it's cake boats. Hey, that should be important on the world stage. I'm sure if it was a cake, uh, fucking boat pie, you wouldn't care. <laughs> That's Ugh. just ridiculous. How would they get it in that shape? Right. You can't keep the filling all together for that. It's a, it's a British pie where they can be in whatever shape they want. British pies aren't pies. <laughs> yes, they are. They're called pies. <laughs> By their very definition, that's what they are. Yeah, You're talking about puddings, <laughs> which can literally be anything. It could be a cake. It could be a pie. It could be pudding. It could be sausage. Yeah, it could be sausage. Nobody knows. I hate, yeah, no, I hate that pudding is dessert and tea is a meal. <laughs> Fuck you, Britain. You go to hell. I hate that the queen can just walk into my house whenever she wants <laughs> right. and start shoving me around, asking me to quarter her soldiers. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if Prince Harry and Suits Lady come here, <laughs> I'm going to exercise my 24th Amendment right. <laughs> Boy, I don't think you know what the 24th Amendment is. I don't. It is nothing to do with quartering royalty. I, oh, yeah, I figured as much. I but think it's, it's what, the 5th 
No, Fifth Amendment is self-criminalization. Third, third is yeah. no quartering soldiers. Oh, okay. And fourth is wait. So that's already an amendment. I don't have to quarter soldiers. Yeah, no, that's yeah, like it's well, that's bill, of bill of Rights. Oh. That's like one of the most important ones. Oh we were man, like, for okay. fuck's sake! No more I've been worried soldiers. for so long that the Queen would just show up, and, like, <laughs> kick my door down, and be like. My corgis are here to live with you. <laughs> oh no, I'm all out of Dubonnet. No, that is a deep cut for Queens fans. Yeah, they can do that to you in England and Canada, though. Okay, perfect. Canada is still part of the Commonwealth. Yeah, correct. So it is still technically under the jurisdiction of the royalty. That's right. They have a governor, lieutenant governor, royal governor. They have a guy who's whole job. Hey, baby. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this. Hey, baby. This is where we call <laughs> listeners. Who? Uh, here, hold on. Uh, we have Canadian expert, my wife, <laughs> D'Emeril, uh, been on the show before, uh, also Canadian. Who is the goon in Canada who uh, takes care of signing stuff for the queen when she's too lazy to come over there? I believe, oh, the she's... There's a tenant governor and then there's a governor general. Governor general. Governor general. Which one it is? Like, it's so the one governor is, general. One's provincial, one's federal. So you're telling me that if my last name was general and I'm elected governor in Canada, there could be a fun mix-em-up where I'm signing the queen's documents? No, legally you get to sign the queen's documents. Nice. So officially make it into law. Yes. Although what you want to be is a senator because uh, no I don't want to be anything in this. I want no part in this. By the no, way. Wait, wait, I want to hear about this sweet candidate Senate gig. Yeah, get it's in a, on this. It's a lifetime appointment. <gasps> is it like, is the Canadian Senate like the House of Lords? Do you have to wear a wig at any point? Hey, hey, let no. me rephrase that do question. You, do you get to wear a wig? wig. Come on. <laughs> no, and you just got to be appointed by the prime minister if there's an opening. Oh, nice. Sweet. All right, thank you very much, man. All right, yeah. DM her all, everybody. Expert I really, I really want to Long go. Long-time wife, third-time caller. <laughs> I really want to go to Canada now, stand in front of the prime minister's, I don't know, house, I guess, and just yell, Hey, Trudy, make me a senator. <laughs> hey, Trudy, I see that light turned on. I know you're home. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it, I guess, for war crimes. Yeah, I think we're the war crimes. Uh, and that's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? No. Whoa. It's I... two action movies. John, is this, is this an action movie? Uh, I... Yes. <laughs> Mark, is this an action movie? You know it. Cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know what else to say. It's I, totally an action movie. See, you there's explosions, there's guns, kicks, punches, neck breaks, slow stabbing. Some quick stabbing. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely an action movie. Yeah. Uh, so let's go around. Final reviews of Double Impact. John, I give it the splits. Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> come on, how many, how many leagues did you give in? I just couldn't have it there. Uh, I'm out of two jokes, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mark, final review of Double Impact. Uh, I give it five knots out of six leagues. God damn you. <laughs> That's an A plus, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's the equivalent of two out of two stars. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Un- which, unfortunately, under the new Donald Trump oh, system, no. is actually only one out of five stars. Oh, yeah. no. Well, the problem was we kept st- making all of our stars out of that foreign aluminum. That's true. <laughs> we were inflating the value yeah. of our stars. Yeah, now you gotta bump it back down. And now we are all made out of stars, according to that Moby song from the early 2000s that's not very good. It was oh, a decent okay. song. It was only a decent song because he stole the structure and guitar riff of David Bowie's Heroes. Yeah. See, I think we're all stars, just... No, don't you dare. No, 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 no. We are all stars, by the 80s hair metal charity rock group Hearinade. <laughs> I swear to God, uh, who did a song called We're All Stars uh, in the 80s, and it's just like every fucking goober with long flowing hair just weedly, weedly, weedly <laughs> uh, for charity, and like DL going like, We're All Stars! It's awesome. You should definitely look at it. I like it. Uh, So that is going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am the other John Rooney. Whoa! Whoa! Alex? Yeah. Oh, we did it. Yeah. Hey, good work, everybody. We'll see you next time. Pew. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, Six Bullets, Bromley, John, Welcome to the Jungle Rooney, and Mark, Universal Soldier, Day of Reckoning, Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are pervade, and leave us a rating or review. Please like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, at BodyCountCast, or email us about anything at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.